0: This is uh, episode five of the Rough Draft Podcast, and this is gonna be our Halloween special. I am Nate Leekway. I'm one of your hosts.
1: And I am your co-host, Karim Kayseda Reynolds.
0: Yeah, so for this episode we got a couple things planned. Karim's gonna you're gonna read a poem, I think. We're gonna tell some ghost stories and talk about some creepy stuff going around PA. So let's uh let's get into this. Alright. For this story, we're gonna travel just down the road to Helen, PA, a small borough in York County that was founded in 1789. Like so many stories and folk tales in Appalachia, this, is, this one's a combination of two local tales that over time mixed together to create one terrifying local legend. A hundred or so years ago, it was decided that Helen would become the site of an institution to house the worst of the worst of the criminally insane. The asylum was built in a wooded area of the township near the intersection of Trout Run Road and Toad Road far from the more densely populated areas of the county. The asylum, which housed the state's worst murderers, rapists, arsonists, pedophiles, was a living hell for those who lived and worked there. In the early 1900s, a fire broke out in the asylum. Firefighters were unable to reach the densely wooded area in time, and hundreds of inmates were trapped within its walls and slowly burned to death as the institution was swallowed by flames. Locals feared that some survivors might escape, so they erected seven gates around the property in an attempt to keep them inside. Legend has it that those that were able to initially escape the blaze eventually killed each other or escaped and were killed by locals who recognized them by their seared and disfigured bodies. Another version of the story involves an eccentric doctor who lived in the same wooded area in the early years of the 20th century, who built seven gates along a long wooded path that led to his property in order to keep out would-be trespassers. Both versions of the legend state that only one gate is visible during the day, but at night, as you travel along the trail, the others become visible in the moonlight. Those who pass through all seven gates will find themselves in the fiery depths of hell. Nobody has ever ventured past the fifth gate and has returned to tell the tale. Helm is just a 20 minute drive down route 30 towards Lancaster. So go check it out and let us know how far you made it.
1: All right. Grim. A lot of fire. Crazy doctors.
0: Seven gates of hell.
1: Seven gates pal sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. It could
1: be a rock band. Probably is.
0: Probably. PA's got a bunch of awesome local ghost stories and stuff like that, and, and like abandoned towns like Centralia up in northeastern PA.
1: Everyone check out Centralia.
0: Yeah, they're, you know, just a town that, you know, was a coal mining town, and there were just tons of anthracite coal deposits under the town that caught fire back in the early 1900s and are still on fire. I mean, you go there, mm. and there's smoke rising up through the streets, and Jeez. it's cool, man. It's a cool place to be. They got a huge highway, they, think it's a it's huge a, think hill. it's a hot place to be, Called Graffiti Highway. Yeah. Definitely a cool spot to check out if you're ever up that way. And we do have Gettysburg, which uh is probably like one of the biggest attractions in the country as far as people who are interested in like paranormal stuff. They do ghost tours, all kinds of stuff like that. Obviously, there was a lot of people killed there during the Battle of Gettysburg. And it's kept a lot of the same aesthetic tourist place from from back then. It's just it's just kind of a creepy vibe to that place, especially at night.
1: Alright. Next on the list we have Home called A Madman's Dreamland by Anonymous. Racing past the mountainous clouds, we pause in horror at the gothic town, where bones stack high like tall oak trees. What a sight to see, a dreary hollow's eve. Goblins, ghouls, and good old vampires, out by ourselves this quest seems dire. Through the village, wolfman sits in snow, no particular place to go. He howls at moon, she reflects back her beams. Oh, can't you see? This is Halloween Fire-breathing dragons run around downtown Kids scream out at the Santa Claus killer clowns Guns fire at houses loaded with pennies A stray coin deflects those bastards they've killed Kenny Still all of this chaos means nothing to me We're not here for monsters, rather the pleasantries Spare us the drama and give us our treats Show us the truth, about Hollow's Eve For hours we march, feeling none the wiser As the town is burned down by that one Christmas miser Streets go up in flames, but we ain't enlightened. And yes, Kenny's alive. His corpse was struck by lightning. Feeling scammed, hoodwinked, we cry out in anger. And Cartman looks up and sees a sign that says danger. It's the gates of hell, calling unto thee. Which Witches sing out a song of hallow's Eve. We enter the gates, feeling a bit impatient. Our treasures are waiting, and we can almost taste it. Upon finding a door, we get spooked by fake Jason. We try to fight him off with our Ghostbusters pack. And... Oh crap, I think Jason's real, would you look at that. Doors of the mansion open letting you in. The place smells like rotten eggs and sweaty gyms. In the living room there are skeletons and human skins, which pop out of the wall, like the dead dragon Alduin. A skeleton emerges from the house's basement, the creepy looking fucking skeleton opens up his book, and here's what it says. This is the Crypt Keeper. Hello kitties. I hope you enjoyed my little story of Halloween. And as for the four little munchkins and their sweets, in the end they got what they w- were looking for. The truth is that a reward can be a trick or a treat.
0: <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, the Writing Center here at York College of Pennsylvania.
1: Are you having trouble researching a topic? Need help developing a thesis? Not sure how to properly cite a source? The Writing Center is here for you.
0: Located in Room 11 of the Humanities Building, the Writing Center supports any type of writing and writers at any stage of the process.
1: They offer individual consultations in person or over Zoom with trained, peer, and professional tutors, Monday through Friday.
0: The Writing Center also offers drop-off essay reviews for students who can't fit a meeting into their schedule. Simply submit your assignment and a tutor will send you comments the same day. Plus, this feature is available every day of the week.
1: All you have to do to schedule an appointment is log into your MyYCP account, click on the Writing Center icon, and choose Writing Tutoring from the drop-down menu at the top of the page. It's a super helpful and judgment-free way to get feedback on your assignments. So what are you waiting for? Head on down to the Writing Center in Room 11 of Humanities Building Today.
0: Side effects may include an annoying increase in ego, the envy of all students and teachers. The writing center does not guarantee any grades if you have writer's block for more than 4 days, please consult the writing center director.
1: Now back to our originally scheduled program.
0: <sighs> Where's
1: John? I don't know, man. We lost him a couple minutes ago.
0: Oh no. Let's let's get down to the writing center.
1: Yeah, let's go. Hurry along.
0: All right, here we are. There's no one here. Where uh-huh. is everybody?
1: What do we do now? Oh, John, he's here. Yay. John, what grand news do you have to
2: move the plot forward? I just found something super important, but we need all the writing tutors. We need uh, all of the ready <laughs> tutors. All of the ready tutors, John? Are you sure? Well, maybe just one, one or two. I don't know. It's, it's super big, super complicated. It's just something super important. Obligatory dramatic cliffhanger ending.
0: Krim, you're a horror dude, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. Since I was
0: a child. Since you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Well sweet so i mean horror is like one of those genres man that's like it just seems to be killing it right now there's a bunch of good horror movies out right now
1: yeah we got slashers like halloween ends which by the way if you haven't already you can check out on the rough trap podcast my review of the whole series um i think there was something called what was it it was barbarian yeah, he just came out it's getting
0: barbarian was awesome i don't think it's still in theaters but all the ty west stuff x and then pearl you those are both super sick
1: Excellent, and yeah. then there was also Hellraiser two. I saw that a couple weeks ago on I think it was on Hulu, and I thought that, that was like the best sequel that they've done, or really it's more of a remake. But it was one of the best Hellraiser movies I've seen. Period. Yeah, so I gotta definitely check, check that out.
0: I got I definitely gotta check that out because I love the original man. The original ones like something about Pinhead man. He's just such a like a memorable character. Yeah.
1: What are your five favorite guilty pleasure Halloween movies? First of all, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Okay.
0: But I love horror movies. And around ho- Halloween, I'm a little bit of a basic bitch. I do like to watch the first Halloween a lot. Nice. Um, mm-hmm.
1: 78? Yeah, man. Because if it's if it's yeah. called Halloween, you're not entirely sure. It could be like five different movies.
0: It's, yeah. Don't the, know,
1: 1978, people.
0: 78, John Carpenter's Halloween. Boom. Also, The Shining. Huge fan of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Okay.
1: There's Johnny over here.
0: Yeah, lo- love that movie. Rosemary's Baby, Roman Polanski's movie. There's some newer ones that I, that I really like. You
1: would have to, though, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes newer ones just suck.
0: All right, well, then I'll, I'll stick with some classics. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, first okay. one. First one. One of my favorites ever. And then I'm, I'm going to have to throw Poltergeist in there. What about you, Any then?
1: Any Poltergeist movie, just, just throw the, one in there. The first one. First one. It's always the first one.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I lean when I, when I start thinking about what I want to watch. For Halloween. What about you? What give me your top five.
1: Not a bad list at all. Um, I'm probably more of the sequel person over here. As a child, I had like already established favorite movies. Freddy versus Jason. To me, that was awesome. People think that it wasn't good. And I'm like, it's 20 minutes of them beating each other up and killing people. Mm-hmm. What else do you want? Then as far as actual like really good sequels, I think A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I was a big Freddy fan as a child. That that, to me, is just a good movie in general. It's like The Breakfast Club, Stranger Things, mixed with Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you haven't seen that movie, you need to. Because anything that you're watching nowadays, that should be the blueprint for any group kind of, you know, event movies mm-hmm. with multiple casts, big stars and whatnot. Then, I agree with you, 1978, Halloween, John Carpenter, the best of the franchise, it doesn't get much better than that. Beyond that, it starts to get a little bit, you know, I can probably watch anything at this point Hellraiser one through three you know any of those those are pretty good there's a movie with this like this wrestler I don't know if he's a former wrestler I don't, I don't really watch it anymore but this guy named Kane it's mm-hmm. a movie called see no evil mm-hmm. and you know it's I think it's pretty underrated it's uh it's graphic it's got like his like mother keeps him in a cage and whatnot and I think oh, yeah. that's 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 pretty solid movie I think it was on Netflix recently but I don't know if it's still there and then there's also stuff that's not necessarily horror, but like a blade. Throw oh, a blade yeah. on. Oh, yeah. That you can definitely get that into. And yeah,
0: give me all three of those.
1: Yeah. The, the Dracula one was really cool. He has the super fight in Blade 2. Yeah, yeah. All those are pretty good by Wesley Snipes. I hope that the new ones, that they, I heard that they were delayed, but I hope that the new ones are Yeah, good I heard too. they
0: had to get a new director, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I it, it got I could, pushed back a couple of years. That
0: so. could be either good news or bad news. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah um, that's
1: that's pretty much my list.
0: That's a great list. Definitely got want to shout out Hellraiser again. That is, mm. if you've never seen that movie. That's Absolutely. that's an awesome movie. How about some newer stuff, dude? Like um, I know you just did the you did the review on the new Halloween. That's in that's yes. on the York Review website. But what what other newer horror movies have you checked out? Either on streaming or in the theaters. So I will say that... And newer, we can say, that going back a couple years, doesn't have to be this year, last right. year, you know, anything just like in the new school, you know? Admittedly,
1: a lot of the new, new school stuff has been underwhelming to me. Uh, the new Hellraiser, I like that a lot. I think that's one of the better ones, definitely. I would say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on Netflix was terrible.
0: <laughs> um, a good terrible or like bad, don't watch it terrible? Not like the fun, funny,
1: cool. Like the first 15 minutes, you're like, wait a second be pretty good but taking it seriously this is a all right it's a new take it's like okay it's kind of fresh and then you get like halfway through it and something happens in the movie and a lot of movies are like this where it just completely goes off the rails and you're like what the hell and it just never comes back and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like okay like i just wasted my time here i play video games too there's a couple of video games dead by daylight pc ps4 xbox you know you can play those if you don't have anything to watch it was like a you know a Friday the Thirteenth game, but you know back to movies. Some of the Jordan Peele stuff has been pretty interesting. You know the Candyman movie I thought it was I it could have been better, but that movie is is, is watchable. You know it's yeah. not terrible.
0: Have you seen any stuff that's like in theaters right now? Like Smile. Have you seen that yet?
1: No. The advertisements have been good though. They've yeah, having wanna... people at, bas- at baseball games and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I think it's like uh, it's like Kevin Bacon's daughter or something is okay. the lead or something like that. I don't know. I heard that was really good. Also re- mentioning Ty West again, Pearl and X. Are both sick. Okay, and what are
1: what are Pearl and X? Describe those
0: real quick. So X takes place in the seventies, and it's a group of young people, and they all go out to this rural area, this farm in the middle of nowhere, to film a, a porn. And uh, uh, they interesting. find out that you know there's something going on with the old man and woman who own the place. And yeah, it's creepy as hell. It's fun as shit, and it's it's got some scares. And and, and the sequel Pearl, both of both of these are with Mia Goth. I think Mia Goth actually co wrote Pearl with Ty West okay just awesome man like super cool super creepy definitely like in their own world and universe and super easy to get into i liked it follows a lot that came out a couple years ago okay. if you remember that heard about it
1: i may have seen that but i'm not remembering it off the top of my head
0: yeah totally creepy kind of like paranormal
1: speaking of the new it movies were good i don't remember when they came out to know if they were like newer technically yeah. but those are both good
0: the second it was the last movie i walked out of the theaters on <laughs> Just couldn't do it, but I loved the I loved the first oh, one. Oh no, I only saw this. I only saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, first one's ah, awesome. I have to watch the second one now. Yeah, Stellan, Sk- or I think is it Stellan Skarsgård who plays Pennywise in the first one. Something okay. creepy about that dude. He he's also nice. he also plays one of the supporting characters in Barbarian, which came out this year. Nice. Which is probably going to hit streaming soon, and that movie is creepy as shit. Good. So definitely check that out too. Um,
2: have you seen the original it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah the original it. With, Stephen, uh Steph uh almost had Steph Curry, Tim Curry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Also good. Kinda kookier and I heard that time.
1: I heard that a fourth Jeepers Creepers came out.
0: I haven't caught the second or I heard the second one was really good. Yeah, the um, first
1: two were good.
0: I didn't see the I didn't see the second or third one. The fourth um, one was terrible. Have you ever seen creep? I don't think so. That's a suggestion too, man. That's that might be the creepiest movie you know, I've ever seen. Terrifying.
1: What about Cloverfield? Big ass monster. The, the original Cloverfield, and, and the, you know the the camera.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked that. That was pretty good. That came out a while ago, right? Yeah,
1: they they did a newer one. It was kind of weird though, because it wasn't really Cloverfield. So the Cloverfield it
0: was like, Paradox. Yeah, I think that was yeah, what I'd it was. I see
1: it. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with a lot of these newer movies. But speaking of newer movies, do you guys want me to give like a brief rundown of the Halloween ends? Hell yeah! I did the entire franchise really. I wrote about it at the York Review. The shape gazes back. This newer movie, very controversial right now. Social media was blowing up. Critics were up in arms about it. You know, some people loved it. Some people hated it. And it feels like the entire new trilogy has been kind of that way. You know, Halloween Kills was more brutal and it was killing as the title suggests. Halloween 2018 was kind of back to the original roots. Some people thought it wasn't as scary or whatever. And then this this newer one to me, I personally liked it. But at the same time, I walked away from that movie like, I don't know that I would want to go to a movie theater and pay to see it. Everything that I wrote about was in the movie to the point where Nietzsche, Nietzsche's direct quote about gazing into the abyss was in the movie. And I'm like, ah. I'm yelling out in the movie theater. I'm like, yeah. And everyone's kind of looking around confused. And I'm like, ah, I told you, you should have read my thing. But at the same time, then you're watching the movie. And it's like kind of like a romantic drama. And they have like a new characters that they have brought in that aren't exactly fleshed out. And they have to get fleshed out over the plot of this movie. And then, you know, they have Michael fighting Laurie at the end of the movie. And to a degree, that's kind of what they did in 2018. You know, Michael's walking Mm. around, having a good time, killing everyone, trick-or-treating, you know, doing what he does lori's traumatized you know dealing with her trauma and then in the last 20 minutes someone basically drives michael to lori's house and then they have a little fight and it's like all right see you guys next year so to a degree you know you walk away from it and you're like well what the hell because you know it's built up like it's batman versus superman or freddy versus jason and then for the third time basically in a row it's more like michael's chilling doing his own thing Laurie is doing whatever it is that she's doing, trying to get over Michael or being obsessed with Michael. And then they have a big conversation. and it doesn't really feel like it lines up properly. So o- overall, I gave the movie like a six. I liked it, but I can see people watching the movie, it's not as scary as most other ones. It's definitely not as good as the original 1978 one. And it's interesting the direction that they go with this movie, they, they take it somewhere completely different and you're like, it's the final movie, like, what do we do now? And that's, you know, that's kind of how you walk away from it. But it'll be interesting to see if Halloween ends yet again in like five years or something like that.
2: I have a feeling it will. So you're saying wait for a tip streaming before you watch it?
1: Well, that's also interesting because the last two movies were released simultaneously on Peacock, even though I don't know why. No no one's buying Peacock to watch any of these movies or anything that they have on Peacock. And they were released on Peacock and in the movies at the same time. So, you know, you can watch it on streaming services right now. If you had a Peacock subscription already, you're good. And, you know, dwindled down their box office numbers. So, like, you know, when they did it last time, it was still the height of the pandemic and made sense. This time it was like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just didn't believe in the movie. I, I'm not sure. And I, I it's hard to imagine that that would be the answer. But there were definitely some questionable production choices and writing choices in this movie. I'll just say that. But that's Blumhouse Productions, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah. uh, One streaming, you mentioned Peacock. One streaming service that is worth buying if you like horror is Shudder.
1: Shudder, absolutely.
0: It might be the best streaming service going right now. They just released Mad God not too long ago, which is the uh, stop motion animation horror movie that's uh, directed by Phil Tippett who is like a crazy famous guy in Hollywood who did creature design for, I think like Jurassic park and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. But it's, it's, a, it's a stop motion movie that he's been working on for like 30 some years. That thing was awesome. And there's tons, there's tons of like original shutter content. that's actually scary, actually really good and totally original. And like, yeah, if you're looking for a new streaming service, shutter is worth every penny.
1: You know what, we haven't done TV shows. Have you seen the new Chucky show yet?
0: No, I'm, man, I'm like, I feel so out of the loop on TV lately. I feel like it's just impossible to keep up with.
1: That college lifestyle, I I am the exact same way, where if it's dropped on Netflix that day and my friends are like, hey, let's go watch this, then it's, all right, I guess I have time. But other than that, I, I haven't caught up really on anything. I will say, just because I wanted to come back, anyone listening to this, Hannibal, the series Hannibal if you can see it on Amazon Prime, it's a little bit older but they're trying to bring it back give them a reason to. Great show. Silence of the Land guy.
0: Yeah, I like that show too, man. That was that was really good. I guess like some ones that I have watched. I am pretty up to date on like all the American horror story stuff. Those okay. those <laughs> seasons are like hit hit or miss for me, but some of them are pretty good. Right. I really liked Midnight Mass which uh, is about a guy coming home after I think serving a prison sentence or something like that, coming home Mm. to this town where he grew up, which is like an island off the coast of New England and is very Christian and things get spooky. Last weekend, I I started watching The Baby, which is uh, on HBO and is a show that came out this year, uh, a British show that came out this year. It's kind of like in the horror comedy thing. Mm. It is both really scary and really funny. That was a lot of fun. But other than that, man, yeah, I'm like, I feel so out of the
2: loop. But there's a lot out there. So one TV show that I really enjoyed that was like honestly really well done in my opinion was a uh, Haunting Hill House. It's a couple of years old, but it's very subtle and it takes like it's I think it's about ten hours. Mm-hmm. The horror in there is phenomenal. You're on your edge your see the entire time. Yeah, it's so well made and just very scary and like I love how the plots are intertwined and just like, it has a very satisfying ending because I think what sometimes like there's a lot of unsatisfying endings in horror mm-hmm. and this one's just like hard to write a good ending yeah definitely
1: this is john by the way let him know who you are john john john
0: <laughs> yeah and that and that ran for just one season which you know tv shows out there take note like end when you are supposed to end like stop right. dragging your shit on for F3 five seasons. or six seasons or something like that you just lose your emails. main
1: actor wrap it up let's go
0: yeah yeah <laughs> totally
1: bates motel by the way five seasons Phenomenal, start to finish.
0: Yeah, I like that too. That kid that played Norman Norman such a creepy tremendous. Dude. Such a creepy dude. I
1: am saying the same thing by the way. This is horror. It's yeah. a good thing.
0: I, I know we're kind of going back and forth between TV and movies here, but like, you know, one thing kinda reminds you of the other. Um right. w- one guy who's out there right now making some really awesome horror movies is Ari Aster. He did, you know, Hereditary and, Ooh, and Midsommar. Yeah. The first yes. time I saw Hereditary It didn't really work for me, but like I've since rewatched it. And like, aside from an ending that I'm not a huge fan of, that movie is just creepy the whole way through. Has some like the creepiest imagery I've seen in a long time. And Midsommar, I thought was phenomenal, man. Like, I thought that movie looked like nothing else I'd ever seen. Florence Pugh, she, there's just something about her. When she's on screen, she's just hard to look away from. And she was awesome. And also, like, Bobby Eggs, man. Robert Eggers. Who Did the Witch a couple years ago which is like an old New England folk tale kind of kind of movie. He's a very he's a guy who gets really like into like all the period details like the language of it and stuff. He also released The Lighthouse after that with Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Pattinson uh, which is also pretty phenomenal and released The Northman earlier this year which has some horror elements to it and is phenomenal.
1: So, and you know what I'm thinking about now thinking um that a lot of horror movies are bogged down nowadays by the CGI wave, where they're doing it in a low-budget fashion and they're using the same jump scares, using the same production techniques. But something that can still be very scary and not as gimmicky. We haven't really talked about psychological thrillers. So, what are your some of your psychological thrillers? If you watch any of those, something that like freaked you out but wasn't serial killer walking around with a mask.
0: So, I, I mean, I find that's the stuff that I generally gravitate towards i mean i mentioned the shining already right and i think that's that's both that's one of the best what else and Midsommar is like that too um there's no like michael or jason or anything in that movie it's all kind of psychological and um but what about you what are you into
1: so for me american psycho the first one obviously the second one is terrible The first one was really good Not really scary, but, like, interesting. Almost a comedy. It it can be viewed differently, and, you know, I I like that a lot, because I'm I'm a psychology major, so to me, you know, I'm watching it kind of through both lenses, where he's being dead-ass serious the entire movie, Mm. and because he's such a weirdo, it is kind of funny, where you're looking at him, and he's like, you know, oh, it's
0: got a watermark,
1: Mm. Uh, and he's being, like, you know, really materialistic and whatnot, but that's how some people really are. They're just very grandiose and dramatic, but Christian Bale, he did a phenomenal job in that movie. He's a very good actor. And there's a something called The Interview with Hugo Weaving. Oh, yeah. Literally just... Australian movie. Yes. They're just sitting there the entire time talking, and it's very tense. It's up close. It's got like an ending reveal where you're like, oh. And it just creeps you out a little bit mm-hmm. give gives you the ick. Um, what else is there? There was Shutter Island, Leonardo Scorsese. DiCaprio. yeah. Absolutely.
0: that's another one that i like more every time that i watch it yes
1: yeah oh yeah that was was one where even i had to replay it i'm like like wait a second
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's a that's a a really good one and also a great book by dennis lehane okay i might have to read that then how about how about horror like novels you read any horror books i was
1: just about to say speaking of like the novels american psycho
0: Freddie you know, Snellis, yeah.
1: Right, I read a little bit of the Halloween. Halloween does novels with their movies. I've been reading those. Definitely it changes the experience a little bit. I used to be a really big fan of R.L. Stein, so oh, he yeah. had like he had like this book like Beware, and I'm not sure if it was a collection of his own stories or if he made it all in that book. But if you ever get your hands on that, it's it's got a lot of fascinating stuff. There's one with like a, a woman in an elevator and she's supposed to be like a giant and like there's like a little boy and like he kind of like gets trapped like you know in the elevator with her and then like you know he's trying to like get out and like she like literally kills him in the book and it's like you know it's very creepy it's very tense and you know that's kind of like like Earl Stein can kind of do it all he's doing like the kids books and then all of a sudden he's coming over here and he's telling you about like demons killing mothers and their children and stuff like that and you know when you have talent you can you can do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he's been at it forever, man. I used to read Goosebumps back when I was a little kid, man, you know, still at it. Yeah, how about Stephen King? You like Stephen King at all?
1: Stephen King, I haven't read any of his actual books. I've just seen the movies, but that's probably something that I should get into as well.
0: Yeah, the first time I read Pet Cemetery, I've heard a lot about that. Really freaked out by that.
1: Mm. Um, And then some of his more
0: psychological stuff, again, like uh, Insomnia, I found really creepy. and so, so A lot of his books are totally worth getting into
2: have you read the shining
0: yes very different than the movie Yeah, which is probably why stephen king was not a fan of kubrick's version yeah totally different different vibe in the book i think bringing jack nicholson on board and his like mania and crazy way of being i mean in the book he's kind of like a mo- much more normal dude his wife it's like stands up for herself a lot more and stuff like that it's uh but yeah loved that too very very
2: good yeah, that was, like, the first book to actually give me nightmares because I just, like, I finished the uh, part where Mrs. Mazel is, like, coming out. And, like, the way King describes her, her footsteps, and the, like it just, like, creeped me out so much. Like, it was absolutely terrifying. And then also there's another Stephen King short story. I think it's called Room 1408. You can probably finish it in an hour or two. A guy who goes to a hotel, he goes there to, like, visit the most haunted room in this hotel. And it's just, like, completely psychological horror. And, like, yeah, it's mm. honestly one of the ones that kept me up at night again, so.
1: And speaking of Stephen King, um, I had another movie. I'm going to call this a psychological thriller. It's called Misery. Have either of you seen that? Oh, hell
2: yeah. Yeah. Kathy
1: Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates -hmm. Bates has a couple of really good movies.
0: James Conn, rest in peace. He died this year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she's terrifying in that movie.
1: Any any movie where, you know, you're a grown-ass man and you're just trapped there at the mercy of some obsessed fan, I don't know that anybody would want to be in anything remotely close to that like you know you could have all the, the monsters blowing up people's houses and stuff like that i i don't want to be trapped in anyone's house or room for any reason
0: yeah oh god when when he like saves up all the medication he drops it into her glass of wine and then she spills the wine man oh my god mm-hmm. it was like oh dude
1: the suspense bad oh, suspense right there
0: yeah man yeah stephen king's nuts i i will say the shining the movie maybe like the first naked female body i ever saw in my life (laughs) like watch that when i was really young with like a neighbor's parents and uh Mm. she like you know she comes out of the bathtub and then she turns into like this monster and i just remember her telling me just remember that the next time you see a naked woman so so thanks old neighbor for that trauma i appreciate that yeah
2: Jesus, that's, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> that's true horror right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Going back to TV, just one more shout out I want to give to Tales of the Crypt. I don't know if Oh. Interested. If you want something to just have in the background, it's like the perfect campy, cheesy horror, where it's also it is kind of creepy still. Um, I don't think it's on any streaming services, but you can, if you're diligent enough, you can find it on the internet. Gosh, I hope that is.
1: I used to watch that all the time when chiller, okay. on on, like, on TV when back when we had TV and everything wasn't on the streaming services I don't know where it would be now. But yeah, we, we got a little bit of a reference to that in the little poem at the end. God coming out the little, you know, little tomb. Yeah. And it's Tales from the Crypt. That was actually the very first medium of horror that I watched. Oh,
2: nice.
1: My mother had purchased a copy of Child's Play for me, and I was supposed to watch the No, it was a Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was supposed to watch that. But I couldn't even get, like, to play the, the thing, because it was so scary. Tales from the Crypt, for whatever reason, I was able to pop that on, and the first thing I watched was the Santa Claus episode. And I know that everyone loves jumping every holiday to get to Christmas. So this is your little Christmas Halloween mashup where Santa Claus, there's a man that escapes from an insane asylum and he deals like a Santa Claus outfit and he ends up going to these people's house and the woman is murdering her husband and like throwing him down the chimney or something like that. And in the process of that, Santa Claus gets into the house and there's like a little girl that's there and she's like, oh, Santa, Santa. And she's loving it. And the mom's like terrified and they have to like basically duke it out. Phenomenal episode. And the show itself is amazing. Definitely has to be on everyone's radar. Hope it comes back.
0: Yeah. If you're out there and you like movies, especially horror movies, and go see something in theaters or see something on a streaming service and write about it. Right. And send it to us at the York Review. We love reading movie reviews, stuff about movies especially stuff about horror and now the Halloween's around. so
1: Absolutely. Send everything that you have. And yeah. remember, we're running out of time here, so let's get those submissions in.
0: Yeah, do it. Deadline for submissions for the print edition is November 11th. Um, go to yorkreview.org, and in the top left corner you'll see a make a submission option, and you can choose to make a submission to either the print edition or to the website. All right.
1: Next guest here today is Kyra, big member of the Rough Draft podcast and of the York Review. Kyra, can you tell us who is the biggest horror fan?
3: So it's obviously me because I write a lot about horror for York Review. Loved horror since I was a kid. My parents always tell me that my favorite movie to watch was The Exorcist. I don't know how that came about, but it did.
1: And how old were you when you began to watch horror films and get into the culture.
3: I think I was like two or three. They thought I was weird watching it, but they allowed it, so.
1: There is nothing weird or abnormal about getting into the film arts, Alfred Hitchcock's finest. You know, we've got tons of great poets and authors and people from all walks of life that make this kind of literature, this kind of cinema. And that's exactly what it is. It's an art form. And I think that people should start respecting it. So on to this subject about the art form itself. Five films we've been asking everybody. You could give us five, maybe even three horror films.
3: First one I would have to say is the whole Halloween series. I would watch it back-to-back reruns on HBO, and even I have to respect the latest ones that are coming out today, even though they're not topping the old ones. Another film I recently watched was Gerald's Game. I'm kind of late to the scene. I didn't know it was a Stephen King film, but that was a pretty good movie, and... So in the beginning of the semester and during the summer, I decided to watch all three of the Human Centipede films. People were saying, they're disgusting. They're nasty. And I'm just like, I need to see it for myself because I've never watched it. I'm a horror freak. I was like, I need to see. So I watched all three and I decided that the first one was the best and the second and third one did not need to be needed. I honestly think the director had some money craze and said let's keep going you don't need to keep going <laughs> but yeah the first one that's a classic I understand why it's the human centipede but the second one I don't understand why it was in black and white and they really I guess I can give them credit that they you know highlighted the poop being in color i'm sorry but i have to mention it the poop was in color it was the only color in the film and the third one was Seven just 11. yes i don't even know i don't know. <laughs> it's so nasty and the third one was unnecessary they wanted to make a huge human centipede in a prison and there was just racism and all you know, this cursing and all this sex. I'm like, this is not needed. You're missing the is point. It? it was not needed. That's that racism, whole sex. that was not needed at all. They could have just stopped that one and had a lot more money. But I don't know. It was it was okay.
1: I don't know.
3: And they reused the actors but different roles in like the second and third one. I was like, what the, what is this? <laughs> it, is, it, it makes. i'm gonna give one more i like the saw films i watched all of them they were pretty good the gore made me uncomfy but yeah
1: uh, we got the saw film series i don't think that was brought up um, that's also fantastic as well a lot of body horror a lot of detective work mystery so you're, you know you're getting all that in addition to horror it's not just horror it's an art form but you said gerald's game can you talk about that a little bit more i don't think that's as popular give a quick description
3: like I said, it was a Stephen King novel. I didn't know when I started to watch it, but basically it's about how this older couple is kind of like struggling with their marriage. So they decide to get a little spicy in a remote vacation home where there's like nobody living next to them for like miles on end. And they decided to get spicy in the bedroom. She gets handcuffed and the husband has a heart attack and dies, so she has to figure out a way to get out of these handcuffs and it's just a lot going on it made me uncomfortable it made me like is she going to die (laughs) i do not know but it was it has some good some moments i don't want to spoil it but you just need to watch it very nice all right people safe words are
1: important remember that um during all halloween and festive activities i know the halloween seasons are upon us thank you to kyra here with us today
0: next time next time we're going to be talking about the writing center we will interview Dr. Peck who uh, runs the writing center and we'll be interviewing some, some tutors and providing some information on what kind of services the writing center offers so stay tuned for that make sure you go to check us out on Spotify please subscribe to the podcast on that platform or wherever else you find your podcasts hope to see you back here
1: next week have a safe Halloween